Hey everybody and welcome to Adam and Simon Bullshit Busters. I'm Simon Batchelor. I'm Adam Bastock. And this week we are going to be talking about our top three ways to get more traffic to your website. So Adam, do you want to run through the top three things we're going to be talking about this week? Yes, I will do it. And I've written them down because I'm probably going to look out off screen because I can't remember them all. Um, but the three are, in this order, we're going to discuss investing, no, understanding your customers investing in content and then sharing and collaborating that content. Excellent. Yeah, I think they're definitely the sort of three things that a lot of people don't often think about when they think about how to get more traffic to their website. I think there's definitely a lot of people out there who are selling a kind of quick buck win or a kind of hyped up solution to get you more traffic, um, often involving ads and click funnels and um, exactly. other mad schemes but ultimately these are the three tried and tested methods that both me and Adam have implemented uh, uh, numerous times over so uh, Adam do you want to kick us off by talking about what you mean by uh, understanding the customer yeah so I think this is kind of the just to reiterate what you said there these three messages apply to most business sizes and they really are the kind of the foundations of uh, both SEO, but also conversion rate optimization and all the other kind of fancy words you want to throw at it. So the reason why we're starting with these kind of building blocks, as it were, are because they are so applicable. The first one of that is the understanding your customer. It sounds very obvious and it sounds quite basic, but a lot of companies do kind of miss out on it. Um, and the reason why we say understand your customer is because that is then going to inform everything else you do, both from a business point of view, but also from a marketing point of view and, and kind of the actual as well as the operations, but also the, the way you're kind of communicating with um, your customers, but more importantly, kind of what content you're writing for them. By content there, I mean both that might be blog posts. So how are you educating and informing your customers every month in terms of your blog posts, but then also the landing pages you're creating and the, the structure around your website in terms of the, you know, do you have a landing page that says services or do you have a landing page that says dog photography in London? Those, you know, it's how specific do you get? What, how is your website kind of laid out? Um, and making sure that everything you are doing is built around your customers first. Doing that early on um, really helps set up your website just for, for that kind of growth for, for the future. And it really bakes in that, you know, scalability, I guess, of, of kind of traffic and, and content. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good idea. And I think starting with your, with your customer in mind is definitely the, the best idea. Um, it's something mm. we talk about a lot in our training is, you know, you, you always got to start with the customer because if you don't think about who you actually want to come to your website, like who, who would you love to buy your product? Who would you love to have on your website browsing it right now? Unless you are attracting those customers, then ultimately, even if you'll get, especially in the lead gen business, you're just going to get a load of leads that are wrong for your business that you can't help yeah. that aren't the right fit. In e-commerce, you're going to get the tire kickers. You're going to get the people who are going to buy it and then send it back. You're going to get the people who are going to email you and ask for a discount. You're going to get the wrong type of people unless you are making content and you've structured your website in a way that makes sense to your customer. And I think if you think about your your customer in general, it's like, okay, what, what problem do they have? What is it that they're trying to do? What is it that they want to achieve? 
by using your product and service. And if you start thinking about it at that level, then writing a website, writing all the content for a website is easy. In fact, it's probably how you limit the number of pages you write rather than, oh my God, how am I going to write all this content for a website? Um, a lot of people get daunted when I say, oh, you've got to write 10 website pages. They look at me and just go, what? Mm. And then I'm like, okay, now think about customer problems. They come to me with a list with 50 problems. I'm like, yeah, we only need 10. So I think if you really try and understand your customer and what it is that they are trying to achieve, the outcome they're looking for, you can get a much better understanding of why, A, why they'd come to your site in the first place, but B, what it is on the page that you need to put there, what should be there, and what's just waffle, doesn't need to be there at all, what's, what's not exactly. adding any value. I think just to expand a little bit more further on what I kind of mean by understanding your customer, is it's really kind of being that empathetic, kind of, as you say, understanding what their problems are. Mm. And that can take several forms. That can either be kind of the the kind of mind mapping or, or kind of more creative side of things where you're going actually what problems do my customers have and then writing about that and using that to inform your website which is absolutely correct from an SEA perspective that might not necessarily mean that you get more traffic from that mm. if those terms are quite difficult yeah however conversely doing the keyword research side of things is always the reason why I start with that with any kind of client or project from an SEO perspective is that until we've done the keyword research we cannot understand the customers and what they are searching for and what mm. they're trying to achieve. Once we've done that period of keyword research, we might look at, say, 1,000 or 2,000 keywords and then kind of boil that down to around 200, of which we reduce that down further to about 10 different search intents. Mm. A very, it never works out that neatly, but um, you end up with that kind of 10 in search intents, which, as you, as you say, that ends up being around 10 pages on the website yeah. that you actually want to build that you've built around customer problems, which then puts you in a better position for um, kind of gaining that SEO traffic if all things are equal in terms of the rest of the SEO on the website. Yeah. And I think also just to clarify, if people are thinking, oh, well, how do I understand a little bit more about my customer? Then we did a video all about uh, how to make a customer persona. So mm. at this point of the video, I will put a link just <laughs> there and it will pop up. And if you want to, you can click on that link and go and watch all about how to make a customer persona. So yep. thinking then about our second point, Adam, which is to invest in content. Do you want to talk us a little bit more about why we should be investing in content? Yeah, so again, this takes a couple of forms, and I think it can be interpreted differently depending on your business. But ultimately, the kind of the approach is the same, where it's about making sure that the content you are writing is applicable to your customers. So if you've got a highly technical product, then making sure that you are writing content that educates people about that, that product, that will then increase the chance of them finding your website when they are searching around those problems, um, hence the increasing your traffic. But also just make sure it's, it's, it's far more relevant and it has then the chance of being picked up as if it is a truly useful and unique piece of content that you have written. Um, I, I hate using the word content so much here, but let's say you've got a page that you've written that really in-depth explains um, how to use I don't know, a tin of paint, for mm. example. So how do you paint a living room and you've just written the best content you can on how you paint a room with, with with your paint. That can then be picked up by other people who have got that problem um, and be shared on social media platforms, on forums, on news articles, mm. in comment sections, all very naturally, very kind of effortlessly because you're earning those links without you having to do everything. Those links are gonna then earn you referral traffic. Yeah. And it's also then gonna help generate kind of, again, I'm going SEO side of things, but it's gonna improve your authority on that topic which is then going to bring more people into your site. Yeah. Um, and I think due to other factors as well. 
And I think investing in the content is important because you need strong, well-written content as, as the key yeah. of your main pages. Not every single blog has to be professionally written, but you know, if you can, then make sure that at least the homepage, if not the main services or product pages, have been at least checked over by a professional copywriter, preferably written by a copywriter. It's a really worthwhile investment. And mm. that that investment is important, you know, because of the reasons we're going to talk about in the next one about sharing, um, but also linking back to the first one of good content will attract the kind of customers you want. So thinking about increasing traffic, it's not all about just getting more traffic, getting numbers on a graph. Ideally, what we want is more of your ideal customer. So I would exactly. rather have 10 visits from people who are really interested in what I do rather than a thousand visits from people who are a bit like mm, not really sure because of mm. those 10 visits i'm i can then try and convert those you know they're much more likely to convert so there's no point exactly. just chasing that vanity metric of visits or unique visitors or hits it's got to be about investing in the content to bring the right customer if you can if you spend you know a thousand pounds getting all of your website main website content rewritten let's say and that wins you, you know, a £10,000 contract because the right person reads it, then that's money well spent. So I think you've got to look at that content is, is potentially doing a sale for you when, you know, you're eating your dinner and there's a customer browsing their phone or, you know, looking at their laptop thinking, this is exactly the company I need to be speaking to, getting in touch or buying that product, clicking buy. You know, well-written content is doing the selling for you. So that's why you need to invest in it. I think this is where the investing thing comes in as well, because it also scales really nicely. Mm -hmm. If you've understood your customer correctly, and then you're writing blog posts that you know are talking to your target audience, and you're producing one a week, or two a week, say, um, or less than that, but e even so, you're, you're regularly outputting content that you know your customer wants, that is fundamentally in, in kind of increasing the, the, the surface area, as it were, of your website yeah. that people can actually interact with. Whereas if you didn't do that first stage and you just started investing in content that is just you producing mindless amounts of blog posts that no one really cares about, then you you know you're not actually going to see that kind of increasing growth or or the what's the, the kind of the traction that you want to see. So yeah, that's kind of why that this this process is so important is that once you've understood your customer, it, it allows you to proceed to the next stage, which is then investing in content, which then can then be a lot easier and you can do it a lot quicker because you know that what you're investing in is the correct type of content as you say yeah yeah and i think you can get the messaging right on the on the non sort of contenty pages so if we talk about landing pages mm. like your home page or your services pages or your product category pages if you're in e-commerce you know getting those right is crucial to conversion it's crucial for lead mm. gen and you know uh, the difference a good copywriter makes to those pages I, I can't stress enough the first time we had a professional copywriter rewrite our site I, I read what he'd written and I was like wow I'd buy that you know yeah I was just like this is brilliant you know I compared that to what I'd written I was like oh my what were you thinking it was just yeah. drivel and he just <laughs> turned it around but it, 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 reading what what he'd written changed the way I wrote about what we do because it suddenly just flipped all my thinking. And it's having someone who's completely external to your business, who doesn't care about what you care about. They don't know what you know. They're in your customer's shoes, but they understand how to write to attract your customer is, is, is priceless, really. 
Um, exactly. So, and I think just very quickly, I think content can mean many things. That can also be like video content or uh, podcasts or you yeah. know, however yeah. you want to frame it, email marketing, etc. That it all kind of it works with all of those. Once you've understood your customer, then whatever way you're delivering that content, um, it really really helps. Yeah. That kind of brings us on to the third one, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Which is share and collaborate. So. Again, this has many interpretations, but I think the fundamentals are pretty much the same with all of them. Yeah. Where sharing your content, that might mean sharing it on social media, such as Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Reddit, etc. Or it might mean doing more of a kind of constructed PR campaign around it, where you're actually taking that content and you're going out to different organizations that have authority already. And you are saying, look, I've produced this content that is well written. It's got a very clear audience for it. Your audience is, is the same as mine. And you, I think you will find it interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and then that gives you a much higher chance of winning that kind of coverage, which will then deliver kind of very natural and very valuable referral traffic to your organization. Um, and just to expand on the collaborate side of things, I'll let you talk in a minute, Simon. Um, on the collaborate side of things, it's more around, the way I kind of interpret that would be, that might be going to your chamber of commerce and, and joining joining it with them and kind of saying, look, I want to collaborate with you. I want to be part of this this membership kind of organization. Um, and again, getting genuine referral traffic from real people there. Or it might be that within your industry, there are other kind of membership organizations which you can collaborate with or other influencers or um, people kind of of note in your industry and really work with them. I think any company that isn't doing that and is just sitting on their own waiting for customers to come to them is going to have a you know a very hard time because mm. they are an island whereas if you've suddenly got hundreds of connections and, and people are kind of coming to you it just means that you're, you're again increasing the chance of someone finding your website far far more yeah yeah i definitely agree with that i mean i think if, if we think about sharing content in its most sort of multimedia form for example, mm. if you're, say, on LinkedIn, you know, if you're in the lead gen business, then sharing regular content on, on, on LinkedIn is going to, you know, establish you as an expert and then people are going to look into what you do. You could put links back to your site. You could make sure all your LinkedIn bio information is up to date. So then they get back to the website and they can confirm they're in the right place. Now, if you're in the lead gen sales space, so quite a few of our customers are uh, selling B2B. So when you're selling B2B, half of the sale isn't to the person that you're selling to. The sale is actually to the people who influence the person who's making that decision. So if you've you know spent a few weeks connecting with as many of the people you can who are going to influence that decision on LinkedIn, which is a good tactic, and mm -hmm. trying to get them to see the content, et cetera, et cetera, and you've gone through this whole process, then you need to make sure that when they share that website link, the person who's making the decision gets to that website and goes, yeah, this is exactly who I need to be talking to. So whatever tactic you're using, especially in B2B, you know, sharing content, and it doesn't have to be always going back to your website, whatever content you're doing, as long as you understand your customer and you've mm -hmm. invested time in making that content, when you share it, it's all helping towards building that reputation and being that person who people look to 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 find out more from 
And that will naturally increase the traffic to your website. And crucially, it's going to increase the traffic from people who are interested in what you do because they've seen you talk about it on LinkedIn. They've seen you write about it, blog about it. Maybe they found you on Medium. They follow you on Twitter. Whatever the sharing medium is, they'll be like, hang on, I really like the way Simon and Adam always release great podcasts, you know, once a week. And I wonder how I get in touch with them. And then they'll do some digging. They'll find out. They'll find the website. They'll find the LinkedIn's, et cetera. And it, it, it naturally will increase traffic. And I think it's that momentum as well. As once you start doing that, you do kind of pick up a bit of natural momentum with you. I just want to give a very quick example of this in kind of real world terms, just to kind of give a bit more of a fixed point. Because I think so far we've talked in quite vague terms uh, or conceptual terms. So to take an example of understanding my customer, I might be writing a, you know, for myself personally, my customers are normally solo business owners who run Shopify stores. So I might write a blog post or a, a kind of an article or, or however you want to frame it that is around the top five ways that Shopify stores can grow their business this year. That might be a case of me doing a little bit of a video or some kind of research around it. But the reason why I'm investing in that, you know, there's, there's two ways I could go about that article. I could either Google it and just throw together the top, top five lists, check it all together and, and, and have it out in an afternoon. Or I could spend time researching different companies, looking at them up on Companies House, analysing their kind of records and seeing how much they've grown by, pulling apart their kind of their media strategy, their you know, and really kind of investing it into a, a valuable piece of information. Once I've kind of got that, that's going to resonate far better with those those kind of shop business owners that I'm then going to start kind of collaborating with and starting to send it out to. Uh, and it's going to be far more valuable to them, and they're going to probably share it themselves once they've found it. So. Once I've written that article, I will then go out to the Chamber of Commerce locally and say, look, I've just written this. A lot of your customers have got online stores, so they'll be interested in it. So can you share it as well? And they normally do that. I then might go out to different communities, such as on Reddit, I might go to our Shopify and share it, or I might go on LinkedIn and find some different different LinkedIn groups or Facebook groups and share it on there as well. And then once it's kind of got a bit of momentum with that, people then start picking it up and sharing it as well, because it is it's kind of it's what it's worthy of being shared whereas if i just written a very low effort kind of quite lazy five ways you could grow your shopify store and just said oh spend more money on google ads marketing and and, and to other things it's not really noteworthy and it's not going to go anywhere so and and if i'd invested enough time understanding my customer i would know that that wasn't of interest to them they they are looking for more practical guidance so that's kind of how the cycle works and i think whatever your business is that kind of understand, invest and share process does tend to work for, you know, your own kind of application of it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I completely agree. That's a really good summary of how that all links together. So, cool. good. yeah, Phew. I think in terms of in terms of a sort of super brief summary, it's, you know, understand your customer, spend some time working out who they are, what they want and what you want them to do when they get to your website. Yeah. Then invest in some content, some good, well-written copy that you can put on the website that gets them to actually do the thing you want them to do and mm. look at how you can make cop- uh, content that you can share and then go out and share that content and actually get some yep. clicks. Go out there and make content that people want to click on because if your ideal customer wants to click on it, guess what? They will and they'll end up on your website Well, they'll find the great written content that gets them to do the thing that you know they want to do which means you'll end up with exactly the kind of customers you want 
which means you've done your customer research correctly. So I think that's a really good summary of our top three tips. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is the end of this episode. If you would like to be notified when we make our next episode, then you can hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening to this episode. So if you're on Spotify or iTunes, then do hit subscribe and uh, you'll be notified on the next episode. If you're on YouTube, then hit up that subscribe button just below and you won't miss another episode. If you know another small business owner that you think might find this video interesting, then do share it with them. Uh, it really does help us out uh, to spread the word. So uh, thank you very much for listening and until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you. Bye. And bye. Just drop the job.